Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy from the box on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Your LA Galaxy had last weekend off as only six MLS teams were in action over the FIFA break. But LA Galaxy 2 and the young talent it regularly displays were playing as they won their season opener 2-0 over Arizona United SC. And with all the talent this young team is showcasing, we wanted to dive into how the LA Galaxy developed that talent and why it seems that the senior team isn't taking full advantage of what the young kids have to offer. It's a great show, so don't go anywhere. You're listening to Corner of the Galaxy from the Box, and it all starts right now. Listening to Corner of the Galaxy from the box on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Now here are your hosts, Josh Gessman and LA Galaxy Insider Adam Serrano. Hello everybody and welcome to Corner of the Galaxy from the Box on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Josh Gessman, LA Galaxy Insider Adam Serrano with you as we said in the intro there, the LA Galaxy had the weekend off, but that doesn't mean that there wasn't soccer being played somewhere within the LA Galaxy's wonderful academy and the USL Pro system. The LA Galaxy 2 were fortunate enough to beat Arizona United 2 to nothing on Saturday night. A game Adam and I were both there to watch. Had a lot of fun. Uh, a lot of people for the very first season opener of USL Pro there, Adam. Overall, a, a really exciting game and, and got to highlight a lot of the guys who have been doing very well in the preseason. Jack McBean, Ariel Aster, um, you know, just just a really fun um, sort of way to start the USL season. Yeah, you know, it was a very strong uh, first performance uh, for Kurt and Alpha's group. Uh, you know, you really saw them deal with a lot of different obstacles. You know, they dominated the first half. You know, Ariel Lasseter gets two goals, a penalty kick, and then another uh, fine finish off a great pass by Rafael Garcia. And then the second half, uh, they go down to 10 men after uh, Oscar Sorto's uh, unfortunate red card. Right. Um, they have to. They had to deal with that. So, you know, it was, a, it was a very good performance, I think, for them just to see, you know, how they deal with with all these different challenges, uh, and you know, they they showed pretty well. Yeah, they they did. They they played well. Uh, USL soccer is fun to watch. There's a lot. It's a lot of young people. I'm sucking on a cough drop, trying not to cough throughout the podcast, just in case you uh, you hear that. But um. It, it's it's USL's fun. There's a bunch of young kids. They have tons of energy. They run a whole bunch. Um, it's nonstop end-to-end action most of the time. Uh, it's a little crazy. It can get very chippy in this game especially. Uh, Kurt Arnolfo, uh the head coach of LA Galaxy 2, said after the game um, that he, quote, that, that, that they, meaning Arizona, quote, um, fouled the crap out of us, which I think is an absolutely perfect uh, uh, sort of evaluation of what Arizona's tactics was. Um 
it's just one of those things that you should definitely um, definitely get out to see. But it brings up another question. And most of the time we have other members of the press on the show. And Adam and I do our best to bring somebody in who has some expertise on this particular situation. But whenever we're talking about the, the, the youth, the LA Galaxy 2, the Academy system, Adam, um, there's you. There's probably uh, Pete Vianis. And uh, that's probably about it. And Pete works for the team. It, it's not going to be, you know, a great conversation if we're going to talk about things that we want to see happen in at with L.A. Galaxy 2. So so I wanted to just have Adam and I discuss this because I think we can provide a very good overview of what's going on with the academies, what's going on with uh, USL, and maybe ask some questions of why we're not seeing some of these younger players who even are signed on the senior team, why they're not getting minutes right now early in the season with some of the injuries that have happened. So that's why we're taking this different approach of just Adam and I talking about it. So a little bit different, but I want to talk about it. Adam, we, we look at all of the talent that LA Galaxy has all the way through their academy system and especially into USL, um, and they certainly benefit from location because Southern California is a hotbed for soccer talent. Uh, yeah, you know that's a that's a real benefit. You know the the geography, the demographics of the city of Los Angeles uh, really benefit the Galaxy Academy and put them uh, in the best spot. And then you also look at what the Galaxy bring. You know, as a club and as an organization, you know, a tradition of winning, a tradition of developing players, a tradition of having. The best, some of the best players in MLS and being, you know, that preeminent club in all of the United States. Uh, so that really helps build that brand there. But, you know, they also have shown a commitment to kind of innovate, you know, with the creation of LA Galaxy 2, which is not something you're seeing all across the league. And I think that that's why you see this group have, you know, such a, I would say, you know, a very robust uh, development program, you know, headed by guys like, Jovan Karofsky, the technical director, um, Pete Vajanas, you know, uh, vice president of soccer operations. You know, it's all started by current president Chris Klein. So, you know, you have some of the best minds there trying to figure this thing out and trying to develop uh, players for the Galaxy. So that's why you have such a strong program in play. Yeah, it is. And all of that experience you're getting from those guys, you know, it's really evident in the players that they're able to sign and the talent they're able to develop. Like I said, Southern California, all those things are really doing it. You talked about innovation, Adam. One of the huge deals that the LA Galaxy have really just started to offer is the fact that, um, you know, you can take guys now, put them on the USL pro team, a professional team, and allow them now to continue their education and, and continue through college and, and sort of just all of the the educational side of things that LA Galaxy are now offering. I mean, that's a huge, huge advantage over anything else, really, that's being done in Southern California. Yeah, you know, it allows, uh, when you look at, you know, you also have the blended learning program, the, you know, the LA Galaxy High School, uh, you know, you look at Galaxy 2 and, you know, you really have from top to bottom a club that is completely integrated, uh, you know, where your academy players, your, your second team players and your first team players are all around at the same time. And, you know, you're able to move players up and have, you know, one guy train with the academy one day and possibly train with the second team and maybe even train with the first team on another day. As I've seen, you know, one example would be uh, Galaxy 2 goalkeeper Bennett Snutton uh, it was with the academy at times last year. It was with Galaxy too, and also did some time training with the first team when they needed. So, you know, you have that ability to just sort of move players up and down at will and do so in a 
uh, world-class facility like StubHub Center, and that really helps you provide that framework uh, for development. Yeah, that, that is the interesting thing. And, you know, you see it even with it going the other direction as well, where you have guys who are signed to the senior team, guys like Bradford Jamison the fourth, guys like Ariel Lasseter, who just signed from LA Galaxy 2 last year, now signed on that senior team, but starting back down for LA Galaxy 2. You're seeing these guys be able to go back and forth and up and down, and, and it sort of allows these guys, uh, the, the Bradford Jamisons, the Jack McBeans, the, uh, the Ariel Lassiters, you know, the Oscar Sortos, all these guys that we've, we've heard over the years, um, it allows them to get game time, allows them to get minutes um, in a professional setting, and, and that's one of the huge bonuses to just the vertical integration of that academy system and having the academy players be able to play on LA Galaxy 2. And like Adam said, uh, you know, USL is real smart with that as well, as academy players are allowed, up to five of them are allowed to be on the on that USL pro team without really having to be on the roster. And so you can have up to five Academy players at a time, which, which again allows that experience. So you look at all the different advantages that the LA galaxy have had and the USL pro team was a huge, huge step forward, um, way big step forward over the, uh, over the reserve league where I think they played 10 games the whole season, just not getting enough minutes for any of these guys. And they don't develop. Uh, you saw somebody like Jack McBean, who's a homegrown player who gets signed, uh, by the LA galaxy, um, who comes up, doesn't get the minutes, Adam, uh, has to play in the reserve league where they only get 10 games. You see him su- suffer. Maybe his, his career regresses a little bit. Um, and now you see a guy who had an excellent year with LA Galaxy 2 and USL Pro last year um, get a ton of minutes, get named, I think, their MVP last year for LA Galaxy 2, um, and then comes and, uh, and has an unbelievable preseason and, and has been named captain now of LA Galaxy 2. And you have to think that Bruce Arena is keeping an eye on those nine preseason goals um, and just the work effort that uh, Jack McBean is being able to put in. So all that stuff is all under the nose of Bruce Arena, Adam. Those are all benefits as well. You have Bruce in the same house. He's able to see everything uh, from Academy all the way up to USL and and be able to make you know player personnel decisions based on that. Yeah, and I mean, that's the framework that you want to have. That's the framework that they have at a club like Liverpool or a club like Manchester United or Barcelona. They have that framework where their first team and their second team and their academy are integrated as such where your first team coach can be able to look at what's going on, you know, at a lower level. You know, Bruce Arena was in attendance uh, at the Arizona United game along with the rest of the coaching staff, you know, along with Chris Klein, along with Jovan Karofsky and Pete Vajinas. You know, they were all there because this group has a vested interest in trying to make the LA Galaxy the best team that it can possibly be um, and that's why you're going to have, you know, such a keen interest from your first team guys, uh, in this development pyramid, the galaxy have, you know, invested a lot of money in building. Yeah. It, it's really interesting to see. Um, you can see it developing. If you don't go out to some of these USL games, um, you're missing out because you're missing sort of that, that, that development. You're missing the next step. The guys who are coming up, uh, you look at Daniel Steris, you look at uh, Dave Romney, you know, uh, Diop, uh, Clement Diop, who plays a uh, goalkeeper for LA Galaxy 2, signed by the senior team, and, you know, probably will still end up playing goalkeeper for LA Galaxy 2 for most of this year, which is okay, too. Um, you know, you look at, uh, you look at guys 
who uh, who are just gone up, like Ari Lassner. And if you watched um, Ari play last year, then you could see that there was a very good chance that he would get signed by, you know, LA Galaxy, the senior team. So all that stuff is happening. Now, here's the big question on things that people have been answered. The LA Galaxy senior team-wise, Adam, a very old team. Bruce went out, brought in a lot of European players. Um, some of them were absolutely, I think, just steals as far as signings. Uh, whenever you're talking about Nigel DeYoung and Yellow Van Dam, I think those are great. Um, you have older guys like Steven Gerrard. You have Robbie Keane. Um, you know, there's some older players on here. And, you know, there's a lot of criticism that Bruce is possibly promoting those European players over some of the younger talent. And when you look across the league, some of the teams with the younger talent, um, you know, are some of the up and coming teams. You look at a team like FC Dallas, who has a lot of young talent uh, and played very well last year. And you you have, uh, you know, Oscar Pereja there, who is 100% in behind his young guys, where it seems like Bruce Arena perhaps is taking a different approach. Do you see, is there room in this roster right now for a lot of these younger players? I mean, there is. Uh, and I wouldn't just say it's Europeans. You know, you also look at veteran players that he brought in who are American, you know, like Jeff Lorenowitz, uh, like Mike McGee, right. like a couple yep. of years ago, and he brought back, you know, Vajra Hustinic, who's, you know, also uh, kind of an American as well. Um, so it's not limited to Europeans, I would say, in any stretch of the word. I think that Bruce Arena tries to build the team that he thinks is going to win at that particular time because that is what MLS really is, is building a roster and trying to win for that season. And I think that more than any coach in the league, Bruce Arena understands that, and I think that that's what what he does. And, you know, we've had this conversation, I've had this conversation with him in the past about, you know, the sort of quote unquote reputation that he may have uh, being, uh, you know, not so interested in playing younger players. And, you know, he always responds, you know, I played two teenagers at the 2002 World Cup, you know, with the United States. Uh, I'm not averse to playing young players. He's going to play who he thinks is going to help him win the game. And right. I think that you know, that's, that's the key thing here with Bruce Arena. I think that Bruce Arena, his group is a complete meritocracy. And if you earn your spot, he's going to give it to you. I think that that's just the way that he works. That's just the way that he operates. He's the kind of guy that, you know, all he wants to do is win. And he's going to do it with whatever group that he feels can do that best. So, I mean, that's where you want to see, you know, some more progression, um, some more younger players getting staying healthy. And I think that's that's kind of the issue here because right. I feel that Bruce Arena has certainly tried to play younger players, you know, Jose Villarreal, Raul Mendiola, Oscar Sorto, Bradford Jameson the fourth, and Jack McBean, you know, you mentioned earlier. Uh, all of those players have dealt, you know, with injury issues, they've dealt with suspensions, and that kind of puts you back uh, at a different point where you have to work your way back in, you know, some, you know, were more successful than others. So I think that, that that's kind of the issue. I feel like a lot's made about Bruce, you know, building younger, building a older group, quote unquote. And I think that that's kind of a, uh, kind of malarkey as they would say in the 1920s. You know, <laughs> I think that it's just something that I think doesn't really hold water because I think that Bruce is always, is an ultimate pragmatist. He's going to play his group the way that he thinks he's going to win. It doesn't necessarily fit, you know, this grand, uh, grandiose vision as you might see from other clubs or other, other clubs might state. Yeah, well, you know, the other thing that I, I think gets underplayed a lot is the fact that a lot of these youngsters, you talk about like Bradford Jamison IV, um, a lot of these guys have 
a ton of experience whenever you talk about, you know, the different levels they've played at. Some of these guys have played on youth national teams. They've played on, you know, the, the U-20s or the U-23s, um, you know, and, and they have a ton of experience. And so seeing some of the younger players, I feel like they get discounted in the fact that they're not going to be able to come into Major League Soccer and, and do something. Um, you know, pointing at Jack McBean, people like to say that, you know, and, and I get this all the time. They're like, oh, Jack McBean, he, you know, he never really did much. Um, and you look back at, uh, I think it was two or three years ago, Adam, whenever he came up and because of injuries, uh, Bruce Arena was forced to basically start Jack McBean up top and at, at forwards at striker. And he, I think he got two or three games in a row um, of, of actual starting time. And he ends up in one of, I think, probably the best start I've ever seen him have in a game the LA Galaxy looked like they were going to just run away with uh, against Real Salt Lake, ends up breaking his collarbone. And you, you talked about injuries and staying healthy. It's certainly something the younger players have had issue with. I think the person you point to the most on that is somebody like Jose Villarreal, who I think has had plenty of opportunities and has shown very well, but for whatever reason can't stay healthy. Um, I'm not sure that you can blame Bruce Arena for that one. He's tried to play Jose multiple times, and Jose will pick up knocks, and you know things happen. I mean, it's just it's really interesting to sort of look at the talent level of these kids. But I'm telling you right now, Adam, if you look at the LA Galaxy 2 team right now playing in USL, um, there is, there's some serious chemistry going on right there. And I would say right now that that LA Galaxy 2 team, after seeing them play, you know, once in, in the regular season, has, has more chemistry than the senior team. I mean, I think it's a different, it's a different vibe. You know, of course, that's mostly the same group brought back together, you know, except, uh, you know, they lost uh, Joe Franco, uh, outside back. They lost Andre Aris, but by and large, it's the same group that played last year and went to the USL final. Uh, so you're not really going to be dealing with the same kind of chemistry issues that you get on a Galaxy team that, you know, over, went a large overhaul, uh, this off season, uh, for the first team. So, I mean, is is the chemistry chemistry look a little bit better? I think I would say yes, it does. Um, but there's a huge factor as to why that is the case. And I mean, Bruce Arena's squad that he's assembled that you know we've called you know the greatest team ever on paper. Yes, uh, is still in its very early stages. Um, you know, we're not even in April yet, and I think that this team still ha- has a way to go. They've also dealt with injuries. You know, guys like Giovanni Dos Santos. Uh, you know, Yellow Van Dam, uh, Nigel DeYoung, Ashley Cole, all those guys have missed time for some reason, one reason or the other. And I think that that's kind of maybe hindered their chemistry a little bit. And I think that when you look at Galaxy 2, you look at a young group uh, who's very tight-knit. And, you know, they're pretty much the same team that went to the USL final last year. And I think that it's going to show when you're, you know, playing basically the exact same team that you played a year before. Well, I want to talk about some of the guys who you think have a realistic chance of getting actual minutes uh, with the senior team this year from uh, from LA Galaxy Two, or some of the young guys who are who are signed on the senior team. All right, so I want to see, I, I want to get that from you, but first I want to tell you uh, about my friends over at Fulton and Rourke. 
Uh, Fulton & Rourke is a men's grooming and fragrance company that creates products specifically for the way men operate. In addition to using the highest quality ingredients available, each of their products is designed for the way as guys get ready. They're travel-friendly, easy for being on the go, and extremely effective. I'll tell you, one of my favorite things that I've found so far from them is their solid colognes, which use a wax base instead of an alcohol spray. And if you've ever traveled with cologne, I know I know Adam, and Adam, you travel all the time. I'm sure you have to carry cologne. Aren't you always worried about it spilling in your bag? Oh, yeah. You know, it's, it's always a huge worry. Uh, so you always have to have something that's correct. Uh, and it's appropriate and, you know, travel ready. Yeah, so so these guys right here, Fulton & Rourke, they have solid colognes. It's like a wax base. It still does everything a cologne does. It lasts all day. It makes you smell great. So if you're traveling, that's the best thing. They have this Tybee fr- fragrance. It's a fresh and clean smell with notes of cedar and rosewood. It smells like you came out of a freaking forest. I swear to God. It's perfect. It's great. It's not too girly. It's it's definitely something, uh, if you're a guy and you're traveling, you're looking at it. Uh, some of their other products Ultra Slick No Foam Shaving Cream, one of the best new grooming products on the market. And then, of course, their bar soap is great, too. It's designed to perform with or without a washcloth, so you don't have to travel with any of that stuff. And the blend of Moroccan red clay, eucalyptus, sage, and black spruce oil smells great and leaves your skin feeling clean and fresh. Go to their website, FultonandRourke.com. That's Fulton, F-U-L-T-O-N, the word and, Rourke, R-O-A-R-K.com, and use the coupon code ACB15 for 15% off your order. Use the coupon code ACB15 for 15% off your order. Go to FultonandRourke.com or any of the local retailers, Tank Farms, Stripe Men, Manly and Sons, Bucks and Doe, Local Fixture, Crown and Stash Barbers as well. Head on over to FultonandRourke.com. Help support the show. Help support these wonderful, wonderful advertisers right here on Corner of the Galaxy from the box. So please head on over to FultonandRourke.com. All right, Adam, I asked the question before we did that. Um, wanted to find out about some of these young guys who have a realistic chance. What do the LA Galaxy senior team need right now? And who on the lower level team, some of the guys maybe that are senior team players, but are playing down on LA Galaxy 2, who are some of the young guys who can help feed some of those needs? Uh, well, I think first and foremost, uh, you look at a guy like Bradford Jamison IV, uh, who's someone that I'm very, very high on, you know, who's, uh, you know, a modified winger slash striker. He's got speed. He's got creativity. Um, you know, he's got guts going toward goal. And I think that, you know, maybe you don't really have that speed, uh, except when you look at a guy like maybe Jossie's artist, uh, or maybe in a Boateng, you don't really have that as a forward. So I think that he can definitely do some damage there. And of course, you know, you look at Ari Lasseter, a guy who just seemingly can create a chance out of nothing with basically no time on, on the pitch. Uh, he's been able to do that for the first team when he made his, uh, brief loan, when he played against Houston last year, uh, you know, so he has the ability and he just keeps growing in confidence. And I think that the senior team probably has a lot of strikers who are very similar. You look at Bobby Keane, you look at uh, Mike McGee and Giovanni Dos Santos, who all like to kind of drop off, fill in that spot, you know, right at the top of the box. Uh, but, you know, guys like Ari Lasseter and Bradford Jamison IV are really more players that go toward goal, uh, which would be very good. And, you know, you also put the hit on the head. Uh, Jack McBean is someone that I think that could very well earn his way back up to the first team uh, because there really is kind of a dearth in, you know, a holding striker. Right. Uh, the team has Alan Gordon. Uh, you know, Jossie's artist can kind of do that as well. Um, but 
you know, with Gordo kind of getting up in years, you want someone younger to fill that void. And I think that if McBean continues to have success, uh, you know, he's somebody that Bruce can look to. Yeah, I think that he is the most unique sort of uh, sort of player that LA Galaxy 2 have in terms of that he could fill a need with Alan Gordon basically being a super sub. If anything happens to Alan Gordon, you could get Jack McBean and sort of replace those guys like for like. And, you know, with Jack and what he's been able to prove in the offseason, he's so much stronger this year, Adam. I know he developed that starting last year, but he's so strong on the ball. Um, He looks like he can run forever, and at 21 years old, he probably can run forever. Remember, he's been with the team now for five years, signed when he was 16. Um, This is a guy who has been well-versed in everything LA Galaxy, Adam. I, I think he's certainly ready to uh, to ma- to reemerge on the first team, I don't want to pretend like he never was up, uh, but it, he's a different player now, and something I think the LA Galaxy need in terms of attacking. Um, I love Ari Lasseter, obviously, um, and you're absolutely right with Bradford Jamison as well. Um, Bradford Jamison can play in sort of those outside back or outside uh, midfield as well. So if you're looking for somebody who can run all day, just like Jossie Zardes, if you need somebody to come in for you know a Sebastian Legette who was playing up top last game, um, just just a ton of options attacking wise for the LA Galaxy and then really the LA Galaxy did their due diligence last year Adam and signed two of the best players from LA Galaxy 2 with uh with Dave Romney and Daniel Steris Steris already making a huge impact right now on on uh the LA Galaxy senior team so uh, you know just you can see the talent there Adam there's lots of people who are capable of making the leap the fact is that this LA Galaxy team is really deep. You're going to have guys who are older. You're going to have guys who are younger. Um, you know, there are designated players who are going to get played, regardless of what I think a lot of people think. Uh, you know, you're not sitting Steven Gerrard on the bench, and uh, anybody who wants to argue with me on that can certainly go ahead and do it. He makes too much money. You can't do it. Um, you know, you, you, if Giovanni Dos Santos is healthy, he's starting as well, um, sort of almost regardless of form. You have to work your designated players like that into form. Um, you know, whether or not that ends up hurting the LA Galaxy is something you can sort of look at down the road. But right now, where it stands, those guys are playing when they're healthy. But with injuries, Adam, we talked about it with the young guys. With the older guys, the possibility of injuries always around the corner, and there are tons of LA Galaxy too, and, you know, sort of those reserve guys on that senior league roster that are going to be able to fill it. And it's one of the reasons I think that you're going to see over the course of this year and throughout all of the competition, Right throughout the entire competition, U.S. Open Cup, anything else the LA Galaxy uh, find themselves in, I think you're going to find some of these young guys having lots and lots of minutes. I, that's what I've believed from the very beginning. I don't think this is an 11-man deep team. I think this is an 18 to 28-man team uh, as far as depth goes. So I think it's going to be interesting for, uh, for to see how that goes. Is there anything else you want to add to the conversation about uh, the young players, old players, anything else, Adam? Yeah, you know, I think that that's kind of what the Galaxy are going for now. It's not so much that, you know, you have LA Galaxy, you have LA Galaxy 2, and they're separate entities. You know, maybe like you would see like a Sporting Kansas City has Sporting Kansas City and Swope Park Rangers. And, you know, there's a little bit of a disconnect there. I think that they want to believe this is all one one club, uh, one identity, and players can move up, up and down. And, you know, I think that that's, that's a major uh, benefit. And I think that, uh, you know, you have such talented young players, you know, like the players we already mentioned, you know, like a defender like Oscar Sorto, like new signing Nathan Smith, who was very, very good in his first appearance uh, for Galaxy 2. And you want to give those players the idea 
that, you know what, you're on Galaxy 2 right now, but if you play well, you're going to make that jump and you're going to be able to help Bruce Arena's team uh, and possibly, you know, win an MLS Cup and, you know, play for the top team in all the United States. And I think that that's the kind of environment that this group is trying to build. And I think that when you look at it on a lower level, you know, that's what they are telling these academy players as well. If you play well, you can be on Galaxy 2, and then, you know, with a good performance, you're on, you're on the first team. If you look at the bench against Arizona, you had uh, Nathan Zubak, a very talented uh, young academy player who was on the bench and available for selection for Kurt Nelson. Never had to play, but, you know, he was available for selection. I think that that's what they're trying to do is bridge these gaps and have the ability for these teams not to be just 11 deep, not to just be 20 deep, but, you know, maybe even 40 deep and having right. these players available to potentially make those moves. And I think that uh, that's a very noble concept and it's a very good thing for the Galaxy if they can get that going and then get players uh, moving in the right direction. Well, I think everybody should have some patience right now. Um, because I think that with the so-called age of this team and just the fact that summer is very long and very hot and, uh, you know, lots of things are going to take place, whether it's injuries or anything else that sort of happens, that you're going to see some of these younger players come on for the LA Galaxy. I do believe that. I believe you're going to see some of them have significant minutes, and I think you're going to find out whether or not some of these guys can really play in MLS. So, uh, you know, all stuff to sort of keep an eye on, whether that's in the sub role or whether that's in the starting roles, all stuff to take a look at. But, you know, certainly interesting to look Look at the LA Galaxy, their academy system, how that flows into the USL team and how that flows into the MLS team and how it all is sort of lined up and what Bruce has at his fingertips. He really can pick anybody almost at any time whenever you look at the mechanisms that uh, that are available to him with loans and everything else. So it's something that we're going to keep an eye on. Uh, we'll talk, keep talking about LA Galaxy 2 as much as we can. In fact, LA Galaxy 2 will play on Wednesday, March 30th at 7.30 p.m. against St. Louis FC. That's again on Wednesday, 7.30 p.m. St. Louis FC uh, headed to StubHub Center. I believe that game is in Maine Stadium as well, as far as uh, that's the last I heard from Kurt Anolfo, LA Galaxy 2 head coach. Uh, the LA Galaxy senior team play on Saturday, April 2nd, at Vancouver Whitecaps. I remember traveling up to BC Place. That game is on Time Warner Cable Sportsnet, Time Warner Cable Deportes, and we will have a live show on Thursday that discusses all of that as well. Adam, anything else you want to add before we get on out of here? All good. It's starting to get kind of windy, so I'll probably leave. There we go. Wind tunnel Adam right there. All right, Adam. If you're looking for LA Galaxy Insider, Adam Serrano, it's at LA Galaxy Insider on Twitter. Obviously, LAGalaxy.com forward slash insider for all of his articles and everything else that you can find there. LAGalaxy.com forward slash insider as please, please check it out. If you're looking for me on Twitter, it's at Jay Guessman, J-G-U-E-S-M-A-N, and at Galaxy Podcast. Both of those are me 99% of the time, so check on both of those as much as you can. Cornerofthegalaxy.com, head to our shop, buy some stickers. Trying to support the show a little bit, we have three stickers on sale right now for just $8. So cornerofthegalaxy.com forward slash shop. And of course, like I said, a live show coming up on Thursday between 7 and 7.30 will be the start time. Uh, LA or cornerofthegalaxy.com forward slash live to catch the live show there. We'll be doing a whole bunch. Hope to have some player guests as well. So we'll see if we can line that up. That'll do it for everyone here at Corner of the Galaxy from the box. We hope you have a great night and we'll catch you later.
You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy from the Box podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. And for all of your independent LA Galaxy news, discussion, and entertainment, including this podcast, head on over to cornerofthegalaxy.com. Corner of the Galaxy and its related podcasts are part of Backheel.com. Backheel.com is a collection of soccer podcasts and multimedia offerings covering soccer around the world. You can follow them at Backheel.com. Fans, thanks for listening. We ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you again. Until then, I'm Michael Araujo, and on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye, everybody.